Hello, and welcome to 15 Minutes to Change the World, where in 15 minutes, you can learn a bit more about the world and how you can help change it. My name is Lema Al-Safi, host of this podcast. In this episode of 15 Minutes to Change the World, we are looking at Canadian international assistance in the age of COVID-19, how it has compounded existing inequalities around the world, and changed how Canada is responding to support people in vulnerable places. And of course, what we can do to ensure this critical work continues and expands. Our guest today is the Honourable Bob Ray, former Premier of Ontario and interim Liberal Party leader between 2011 and 2013. In October 2017, Mr. Ray was appointed as Canada's Special Envoy on the Rohingya Refugee Crisis in Myanmar and Bangladesh. On March 10th of this year, just before COVID-19 was declared a global pandemic, Mr. Ray was appointed Special Envoy of the Prime Minister of Canada on humanitarian and refugee issues. Recently, he released his report on humanitarian and refugee issues in the context of COVID-19, just a day before taking up his new role as Canada's ambassador to the United Nations in New York. Welcome, Mr. Ray. Thank you so very much for taking the time to join us today. My pleasure, Lama. Good to be with you. Well, uh, reading your introduction here, um, it makes me a bit nervous to, to speak to a man of your esteemed <laughs> show. <laughs> we'll get through it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Very good, sir. Thank you. All right, Mr. Ray. So you were appointed Special Envoy on Humanitarian and Refugee Issues. Uh, what was your mandate and how did the pandemic affect the severity of humanitarian and refugee crises around the world? Well, already in the last couple of years, uh, there's there's been a growing crisis on uh, of refugees, migrant workers, and uh, people who've been physically displaced from their homes. We have about 100 million people who uh, fit into that uh, terrible category. And it's all been made much worse by uh, by COVID uh, because COVID has effectively shut down a lot of economies around the world, and that's affected uh, everybody. But it particularly, it's affected the, the humanitarian and, uh, and refugee situation. And in your report, Mr. Ray, you make the point that COVID-19 is more than a health crisis, that it is a social and economic crisis that's compounding other challenges. Um, what do you mean by this, sir? And who bears the brunt of these crises? And what sorts of solutions do we need to be pushing forward at this time? Well, I mean, it's, it's because of the methods that governments around the world have used to deal with the health crisis. We don't have a vaccine yet. So the only way we can deal with it is by by literally shutting things down and keeping people at home and keeping people apart. Um, this is easier to do in the industrialized world and the advanced economies than it is in the developing world. Um, but it, right across the world, this has been the the methodology that's been used, and it's had a, a, the the shutdown of the economy effectively has had a terrible impact on on people, uh, lost jobs, lost incomes, lost revenues for businesses, closed businesses, and so on. 
Um, and, and that is, <laughs> therefore, creates a problem for people. It creates a problem for businesses, creates a problem for governments, because governments don't have any money either. In our case, we can borrow a fair bit, and that's what all countries are doing in the advanced world. But for a lot of other countries, they, they don't have the same access to, uh, to money. And so uh, things are getting very, very tough. And uh, what sorts of solutions do you think we need to be pushing forward? Well, I think we need to be, uh, in effect, looking at the world as a whole and saying, you know, we can't really deal with this crisis unless we come up with some global solutions, not just for one country, not just for ourselves, but for, but for everybody. And so at the UN, we've been working hard to try to create a coalition of countries that will advocate on behalf of what we call global solutions for a global pandemic. And uh, that's been very much part of my uh, approach to, uh, to my new job. And in your report, Mr. Ray, you underlined that we'll not have a successful recovery unless developing countries also recover. Um, at this time, when so many Canadians are struggling here at home, what do you say to those who may be skeptical about sending money, uh, Canadian money overseas? Well, I think COVID-19 has made us all a little bit more isolated. It's made countries more isolated, but even as individuals, we're more isolated. We're, uh, we're having difficulty really understanding, uh, grasping entirely what's happening all around the world. Um, and I think the, the answer to that isolation is simply to try to break it down as much as we can by expressing solidarity with, with one another. From an economic point of view, um, Canada is a trading country. And in order for us to trade, we need people who can buy buy our goods. Uh, and we need countries to be in a position of relative prosperity as opposed to being very poor and, and broke and not having any cash. Uh, so it's in our interest to make sure that these economies can recover. That's the same logic that we used, you know, 70 years ago uh, when uh, the world was emerging out of World War II and the Americans developed something called the Marshall Plan, which was all about helping Europe to recover so that Europe could become a, a strong economic partner. Uh, that's the kind of approach and thinking that we need. We need all the countries in around the world to be strong economic partners for us. That's in our interest to do that. So when we, when we spend money on development assistance, as long as we spend it wisely, but if we spend money on development assistance, what we're really doing is helping ourselves. And uh, the recent throne speech mentioned support for international assistance. And uh, we've seen the government join the COVAX initiative to provide uh, safe and equitable access to COVID-19 vaccines for low and middle income countries and uh, commit an additional 400 million to address the impacts of COVID-19 in vulnerable communities around the world. What's the significance of these recent actions for Canada's foreign policy? Well, I think they're, they're an important step in the right direction. Uh, we're really doing, doing two things. The first one is everybody can understand that if we don't have a vaccine that gets to everyone, then we're not really safe uh, in terms of the disease itself. So if we want to deal with the virus, we've got to deal with it globally. Uh, and that's really what the, what the COVAX program is all about. It's about developing uh, access to uh, the vaccine uh, for all countries and for everybody in the world. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of money, uh, but it's a very necessary step. Um, and the second thing we're doing is, is increasing the amount of money that we're using to support the economies and the people um, in the developing world. Uh, we actually haven't done as much as we could have in the past, 
And so this is, uh, I think, a, an important step in the right direction. We're, we're turning an important corner here in expressing our our solidarity and our, frankly, our self-interest. We're not just doing it because we're nice. We're doing it because it's a smart thing to do. And the $400, uh, $400 million commitment specifically mentioned women and girls um, to help women and girls in developing countries. Um, why do you think this is important? Well, I mean, because women and girls have, have, have been systematically discriminated against and because they're facing such tremendous challenge, we, we've got to get girls into schools. We've got to get them educated, give them opportunities. Um, and, and frankly, this is something we believe in very strongly. It's interesting to me, uh, being at the United Nations now, how many countries uh, recognize uh, Canada's leadership in, in, uh, in, this, in this challenge of, of uh, looking at the need to address the particular situation affecting women and girls, what we call our feminist foreign policy. I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a very uh, necessary step for, uh, for Canada, and I, I think it's a very positive step. In looking at how other countries around the world are responding to COVID-19, um, especially as relates to humanitarian and refugee issues, is there anything that you think um, is going very well and something that, that you would like to see Canada do more of? Well, actually, I think in some ways we've, we've become an important leader. I mean, we're, when it comes to refugees, for example, per capita, we take in more than, than, than most other countries. We do, we do more in terms of uh, private and community sponsorships, and that's that's something that I think people can get involved in. Uh, where we're and we're also sharing this model with a number of other countries, that so they can see how well it how well it uh, how well it works. Um, I think it's fair to say that there are a group of countries, particularly the Scandinavians, uh, many European countries, that are actually doing more per capita, and just in terms of how much their governments invest in uh, in foreign assistance and, and direct assistance to, uh, to to folks. I think we could we could start to join that club, um, as opposed to um, <laughs> other clubs, and, and be be part of a of a bigger global effort. But I, I do think that the Canadians should know that Canada is is respected and and Canada is taking some important initiatives, um, both in terms of COVID and in terms of climate change, that I think are going to help to uh, to make a difference globally. And we should continue to increase our efforts as far as that goes. Uh, finally, Mr. Ray, what can our listeners at home do to help to ensure that everyone around the world recovers from COVID nineteen while working to build a more equal world? Well, my first recommendation to our listeners is stay home, stay healthy, you know, do all the things that we're supposed to do, uh, wear a mask, uh, stay socially distanced, wash your hands all the time. Uh, these are, these are things that we all have to do. We're, we're, we're a much better source of help to the world when we're healthy ourselves as individuals. Um, the second thing to do is, is, uh, as, as weird as the internet is, it, is, it can also be a source of information and of access. And, and if you go on the websites of organizations like CARE and, and uh, uh, the Red Cross and all of the international organizations that are doing so much to assist and to help people look at what UNICEF is doing, the UN agencies, they all have excellent websites. Um, try and learn as much as you can about what's really going on around the world. Uh, there are people are living in very, very tough, difficult circumstances. This will move, move people uh, to see that it, the more we can do to help the, the, the better off we're going to be. Uh, and I think the other thing we can do is just keep uh, writing letters and writing messages to governments saying that, you know, we, we really do want, want Canada to play a role 
uh, in global solidarity, not just a role for for uh, for ourselves, but a role for uh, for everyone. And I think that's you know when when the when the government begins to see that that mood on the on the part of Canadians, I think that'll help to encourage them to do even more. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Ray, for taking the uh, time to speak with us today. It's my pleasure, Lama. Nice to talk to you too. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, you can stay up to date on our newest episode of 15 Minutes to Change the World on Spotify and iTunes. Oh, 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 oh,